Hi, everybody. I'm Shana TV, and welcome to Romance Report. I'm a professional matchmaker helping people find love across the globe. And oftentimes, I have professionals on in order to help people look and feel their best so then they can attract the love they deserve. I wanted to give you a top tip before starting today with our exciting guests. My top tip of the day is that if you're somebody who's looking for love and you keep doing the same thing, going to the same places, seeing the same faces, I challenge you to just try something new. It can be as simple as, let's say you uh, exercise and you go to the same gym and you go to the same class every morning at the same time. Just try something different. Go to a different class. Maybe go to a different gym. Go to the same class at a different time. It really doesn't matter as long as you try something a little new so you can widen your circle, meet new people, and expand your network. It's going to make all the difference. You never know if that one special someone is just at a different exercise class. So try it and let me know how it goes. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you to Naomi Zellwer, who is a psychotherapist and minimalist expert. I'm going to bring her on right now and she can tell you what all of that means. Hi, Naomi. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Shana. It's my pleasure. Well, let's get right in. Who are you and what do you do? So I work as a body-centered psychotherapist, which means I use holistic whole body techniques to help my clients release anxiety, express their emotion, and get more clarity on their lives. And one of my passions is for minimalism and simplicity. And I found that helping my clients choose very consciously and deliberately what things they want to make space for in their life is a great way to help them make all their choices to get really super specific about what they love and let go of the things that they don't love. Thank you for sharing that. So that brings us to what is the topic of of our show today? It's making space for love. What does your home reveal about you? What does your home say about you? And we're delighted today to have Naomi expand on that, answer some questions and give some top tips about making space for love. As you know, people are dating. They're going out on dates. They're trying to meet new people. And once they meet somebody that they really enjoy spending time with, at some point, they're probably going to want to invite them over to their home. So that's a good launching point for our chat today. Let's start with what what is the significance of bringing a potential partner to your home? So that's a great question because really when we look at talking to someone, let's say on the phone or just through texting, the difference between that and even dating and bringing them into your home is a massive difference because all of a sudden they're totally exposed to this extension of your personality. It's it's just a, a massive amount of information that people take in unconsciously, not necessarily consciously. Now, there are certain things that, of course, when someone comes into our home, they're specifically looking at. That could be, for example, hygiene right? So someone could come into our home and they're they're specifically looking around and they're checking, is the garbage bin overflowing? Is the bathroom clean? Is the fridge clean? They're looking at certain particular things like that, but they're also looking at something that is just much more subtle and that is really the atmosphere of the home. So that's what I mean when I say that a home is an extension of the person. So if you've got chill vibe, if you're relaxed, if you're a bit frenetic, all of those things will 
come across in your home. And the person who comes in will be surrounded by that information and taking it in. So one of the things that I really encourage people to do, and this is for themselves, first of all, and not just bringing in potential dates, and that is to have your home be a really authentic, genuine expression of who you are. So let your home express the things that you love, things that you hold dear. Let it be aligned with your priorities and your values in life. And if there's clutter that doesn't say anything about you and doesn't make you feel that wonderful coming home, self-affirming feeling that your home should be giving you, I would say let all of that go. And then also you're, you're giving anyone coming into your home a much more clear sense of who you are, who they're really meeting. Wow. I love hearing that. And to clarify a little bit more, let's say you were in a relationship. Let's say you were divorced or widowed and you're looking for love another, you know, the second time around. And you might have keepsakes from the times that might have been happy in your relationship. Or you do have, you know, certain pictures. How do you recommend people dealing with this type of stuff? Right, right. So, well, first of all, I would say that, of course, your home needs to express how you feel. And if there are important people, whether they're still alive or not, and it makes you feel good and it makes you feel calm to have pictures of them in your home, of course, that's what you should do. But then we have this just heightened sensitivity when we're bringing in a potential partner into our home and we want them to feel that there's space for them. And that's something very specific that they're going to be looking for when they walk into your home and they know that you've been married before. They're going to be looking to see, can I have space here for myself as well? Is he or she going to make space for me? So, of course, if there are many, many photos of the ex or even if, you know, if uh, unfortunately someone is widowed, their first husband or wife, those kind of, if there are too many photos of that, that will make a certain impression and it will almost feel like the entrance into your home is a little bit blocked energetically or taken up by someone else. So I would say that before you have a potential partner come in, you just try and slip into their shoes and look around your home and be very conscious of that, of, of the number of photos and keepsakes. Has your home become somewhat of a shrine? to the previous partner. And I want to say a word also about kids. Is this a good time or we you going Yes, to absolutely. That was coming right up around the corner. So definitely. Okay. So of course, when we, when people are going for round two and they're looking for love and they have children in their home. So as we, as we know, children can take up a lot of space and what I said before about a potential partner coming in and checking if there is space for them, one of the things that they'll be looking for is are there boundaries with the kids? So, for example, something that I sometimes see when I work with minimalism and simplicity in my clients' homes is I might see in the adult bedroom the kids are allowed to play on the bed and they can even do art projects on the there are crayons, there are markers, there are puzzles. The TV in the adult bedroom is being used for the kids. Now, as you can imagine, a potential partner walking in, 
sees that the adult bedroom is also a zone for the kids to play in, it's not quite as attractive. Yes. And similarly, I would say even the, the salon or the living room, I would highly recommend, and again, not just when you bring a potential partner in, but just for you as an adult in the house, to have a zone that is for adults, for adults to be able to relax and just rest their eyes at the end of the day, not necessarily on all the kids' toys and games and things like that. But that is something a potential partner will look for. Are they walking into the living space and seeing it's completely covered with toys, games and books? Or is there somewhere where they can sit down with you and have a glass of wine at the end of the day, sit down and have a romantic conversation, a little bit of space for the two of you? Absolutely. Those are excellent points. I mean, you know, I we've known each other for a little while now, and I've definitely incorporated a lot of your uh, teachings in, into my home. I mean, you know, people can stop over at any time, any moment, and I want to feel like, I want to welcome them into my home, you know, and that's the same for daters. That's the same for anybody who wants to create a space of like an area that they would like people to come in, but they still might have an area that they're not ready to expose. Like, you know, people can come into my house in the top level. Sure. Come have coffee. Don't go downstairs. The kids stuff is there. (laughs) So I can imagine with dating too, you know, you're not ready to expose everything, but you should definitely have a space in your home, like you mentioned, where somebody can see that there is space for them and it's been and they've been thought about. Yes, yes, yes. And also it gives them that sense that there is this flexibility in the in the person that they're dating, there are also boundaries. And that's really important. When someone's dating and they feel that the person they're dating with may not be putting down boundaries on their time and their space and their energy, in, in a certain way that can be a little bit threatening. We mm-hmm. all want to kind of approach an intimate relationship gradually, slowly, getting to know each other and also understanding that there'll be place for negotiation. When someone would come into a home that is packed full and very dense with, let's just call them very strong personality items, the unconscious message that they'll be taking in is, wow, this person is super intense. Mm. Where am I going to fit in? What's our dialogue going to be like? I know that before when you and I were talking about this topic, Shana, you mentioned something about a home that had a particular motif, the cow motif. Yes. Do you want to bring up that example? As well? Yeah, so you're, you're right. You know, like you mentioned, your home is an extension of yourself. However, if you are, let's say for a lack of a better word, cluttering your home with one motif, you know, so this person, the whole house had cow ceramics. She just loves cows. That's amazing. You can love whatever you love. <laughs> but there's, you know, cow clocks, cow salt shakers, cow plates, cow plushy toys, cows, cows, cows. How would somebody feel? I'd love to hear from your perspective, a potential date walking in. Oh my goodness. It's one thing. What do you think about that? Yeah. Look, you know, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because really number one, our home should represent who we are and what we love. But sometimes we have these kind of idiosyncrasies and they can make a bit of an intense impression 
when there are so many representatives. Like I would say a house that has pictures of cows absolutely everywhere would probably appeal to a much more limited number of the population, let's just say. But on that topic, our homes really describe or express a lot about what we're passionate about and what our hobbies are. Mm-hmm. So that's another way in which they give a lot of information. So if someone's quite one track, like the, the cow example, or perhaps you know they're very interested in a particular country and they've got lots of things, let's just say from India everywhere, mm-hmm. that in, in some ways works as a filter for their dates coming in because their dates see straight away, okay, this is what the person is about. I see what they're passionate about. It's right here in my face. I know what it is. This is the person that I'm getting into a relationship with. So in some ways it can be an advantage to say, this is who I am. You know, you want it, let's take it to the next step. But I, as again, I would say that just put yourself into the shoes of the person who's walking into your home. What mm-hmm. are they doing? Try and look at it with fresh eyes. Are they seeing, you know, tennis rackets and and soccer balls and gym equipment? And so they understand you're the kind of person who's into fitness. Are they seeing, you know, every single gadget that a kitchen could have is right out on display as well as all the cookbooks? They're straight away going to understand that you're a bit of a foodie. So everything in your home, it's kind of like your own personal body language is giving information over about what's important to you. Absolutely. This all is really congruent, even when somebody meets somebody out on a first date. You know, if somebody's constantly looking at their phone or looking around the room or even checking in with their kids or mom or, you know, whoever, every five seconds, it is a turnoff. It really is. And that's something that people don't give a second date for. You know, there's a lot of reasons why people might not offer a second date. So it sounds to me like inviting somebody into your home is similar to even that first date. They're going to get a a deeper impression of you. They're going to know a little bit more about you. Are they curious to know more? Are you making time for this person and space for this person? So I can really, really see how the home is an extension of yourself. This is great. I was going to just add something about that, and and I think that this is an important question for people dating now more than ever, and I think it comes up a lot, and that is what is the work-life balance like? And that's, again, a question of boundaries. And I think when someone comes into your home, they get a sense of that very, very quickly. If they see that you have work-related items in your bedroom, for example, they understand that the evening is not necessarily or, or moving into the bedroom is not necessarily just switching off from work, but that there's an overlap there. And that's something that I hear from my clients as well, that they're noticing, uh, do people have a healthy work-life balance when they're dating? Because that's something that's really important for deepening one's relationship. Absolutely. I'd love to hear some of your actual strategies and tips. So you're walking into someone's home and and they're inviting you into their home because of the clutter, let's say, whether it has to do with clutter from children 
or let's say they had to downsize because they were divorced or widowed or something like that. And there's just so much stuff. I'd yeah. love to hear from you. How do people deal with the stuff? Yeah. Okay. Excellent question. So one of the things I work with my clients, first of all, is, is what their vision is for their home. Okay. So we would start in a place, what do they really love about their home and how, would it, how could it be more comfortable, more inviting for them? And the kind of things that I hear from people straight off the bat is that they either have in their home or they want for their home more flow, more comfort, more ease, more space. Nobody ever says to me, oh, I just, I wish I had more ski equipment in my home, like in the, in the living room. Nobody ever really talks about having more stuff when they're talking about their vision for their home. So I would say from about 10 years of experience in working in this, what people really, really want and what's meaningful for them is having time to spend with loved ones, which means cutting down on the time that they're cleaning up their houses, serving their houses, putting things away, maintaining stuff. So when we get that set in the conversation in the beginning, then it's pretty clear that the direction to go in is to choose very, very specifically the things that are serving them in their life and having let go of all the rest so they're not wasting their time anymore, they're not clogging up their space anymore. And so they get super, super deliciously excited about what actually is in their home. Mm. And the wonderful thing about that is that means that when they walk into their home, they are surrounded by the things that they love. And it's a very comforting, relaxing, energizing, self-affirming way to walk in their home. In other words, they really feel at home in their own home. The secondary mm -hmm. benefit of that, of course, is when other people come into their home, it's almost like they've been given an invitation to be themselves as well. So I always say to my clients, your home does not need to look like an Ikea diorama or a pottery barn catalogue. It should be who you are, but nothing else, okay? So with that kind of intention in mind, it's much easier for my clients to just choose what they love first of all and then let the other things go, things that belong to their past, things mm -hmm. that perhaps maybe is important to the community or maybe once was important to them but it's no longer mm -hmm. what would you do if somebody is making space and decluttering and letting things go let's talk about something like for example there's a family picture of you know when the mother was married to the father of her children yeah. she doesn't really want to display it but it's important to the kids do you have a yeah. recommendation of like where do where should we put this? Where does this go? Look, I think it's a really individual question. That's the mm -hmm. truth. Certainly, I I would say it's not a good idea for children's sense of security and sense of being at home for things to move around in the house too much just because someone else is coming in, just because someone else is entering. Like I think that. For the whole family, there needs to be a sense of stability 
in terms of the home. This is who we are. This is what's important to us. If, you know, outings or interactions with the with an ex is something that's very significant to the children, I would say, first of all, those pictures should absolutely be in the kids' rooms. Like mm-hmm. if it's something that makes the child feel loved and secure, those pictures should never be stuck away, stashed away, tucked away. They should have their rightful place. And it sounds to me in the example that you gave me that the rightful place would be in the children's room. If mm. one or two photos of, of good times in the past make their way to the public space and that feels aligned with the values of the family, mm-hmm. then absolutely they should be there. And the only sensitivity that I'm suggesting here is that there shouldn't be maybe, you know, 10 photos in the right. public space. And I would certainly be maybe a little bit surprised to find that in the adult's bedroom because that suggests a certain intimacy that is still present and Mm -hmm. that still, like I said, might be energetically taking up the space that a potential partner would want to be taking. Absolutely. Thanks for answering that. Yeah, it's, it's something that comes up a lot. You know, you can't deny that you had a past just because you're meeting someone new but like how to manage that and how to, you know, what this is all about, make space for, for someone new, make space in your life and to declutter things that maybe are not useful to you anymore. You know, Shana, that's a great point because we definitely don't want to erase our past and certainly not in order to make a potential partner feel like they're coming into some kind of fresh slate. That's just not genuine and it's not authentic. I think we all have a rich biography and we bring that with us. The thing is that we don't need our home to represent every single stage of our trajectory through our lives because that means that where our home is becoming this kind of dense storeroom Mm. um, it's almost like a physical photo album of everything we've ever been interested in every relationship we've been in where we're where we're heading. And that is is too much for the senses. So I think in the interest of being true and faithful to our own biography and identity, it makes sense to have a few items that represent the milestones that we've been through that have made us happy and continue to make us happy to look at in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the person who walks in also has a sense of the person that we are, the richness, the fullness of where we've been in our lives, but isn't overwhelmed by mm-hmm. everything that we've ever loved. Wow. I hear you. What are some other things that people should be prepared for? So let's say, you know, you're going out with somebody you really like and you plan to be like, hey, would you like to come over, glass of wine, whatever? You're not exactly sure what your house might look like in that moment. What what are some things you could do ahead of time to quickly prepare for like a spontaneous mm-hmm. visitor? Okay. Okay. Amazing. I think that the comfort level that you have with the person that you're dating with is really going to determine, and also whether you're a kind of chill, relaxed type person is going to determine how you feel about them walking in. But I would say as a general rule of thumb, 
you want someone to know you in your natural state. You want them to care about you, be attracted to you, accept and love you in your natural state. So I wouldn't be too hypervigilant about keeping the home immaculate just in case spontaneously the person comes in. But what I would suggest for the benefit of the individual living in their home or for their family is uh, just a couple of rules to keep their home comfortable and livable, number one, for themselves, and then number two, for having people just come in and drop in spontaneously. And that is what I'm always talking about, which is having less stuff. The more stuff that we have is usually the more stress, the more tidying up, the more maintenance, the more cleaning up, the more we become servants to our things. So that would be number one, having less stuff. Number two, everything having its fixed home, a logical space that it belongs so that it's really a no-brainer to put things away after we use them because we know where they go. Mm-hmm. It's also great when we do have kids for them to know where things go and where to find them without asking us all the time. And I would say that if you can slide in a little bit of daily maintenance of the home, I'm not talking about a lot. Like if you don't have a ton of stuff, you also won't have a ton of clutter. So if you mm-hmm. can slide in maybe 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening on a day-to-day basis, it'll never be that your place is just completely overrun and, and looking wild. And if a date you know, comes in for a glass of wine at the end of the evening and there are a couple of coats on the backs of chairs and the sink needs to be wiped down, that's okay. You know, that's real life. Absolutely. That is really congruent with basically all the other people that I'm speaking with in regards to their profession and their expertise, whether it's that you have an event to go to, just because you exercise real fast doesn't mean you're going to look and feel your best self. You need to maintain it a little bit every day. The same with your skincare routine. You know, if you uh, just, it's all the same. And like how you said, your home is your extension of yourself. It's, it's no different than if you want to look and feel your best self, whether it's health, wellness, your hairstyle, your, however you want to look and feel. If you do a little bit every day, it's going to go a long way instead of trying to cram it all just because someone's coming over. Although I do keep wipes around. I think I learned that from you to just keep some wipes and do the, <laughs> do the quick cleanup. Yeah, that's a great tip. And that is really to keep either some wipes or some spray and and a cloth in different rooms so that, you know, when you just have a minute or two, you can just do a a quick wipe over and it's not a big deal. I don't think home maintenance should be a big deal. I think that's what's happened a little bit in our culture and because our culture has become a little bit more materialistic is we're constantly being bombarded with ads to buy more things and to show who we are through our things. Mm. Whereas I think what people actually yearn for is more time to just be themselves and to have deep communication. It's much more important when you bring a date in that you're feeling relaxed and Mm -hmm. can sit and have a comfortable conversation with them then you say you know give me half an hour so I can whiz around my house plump up all my couch cushions put my throw pillows just so 
all of that is just masks. And mm-hmm. I think that when we're dating, it's the most important to just cut through that facade and say, this is who I am. I want to welcome you to my life and this is how I do it. This is how I make space for you. That is absolutely right. At the end of the day, the makeup comes off, your house is how your house is, you know, absolutely. And you want people to, you want to build that kind of genuine relationship with yourself and someone else so they can know who you really are. And it's not fake. It's real. Like you said, a couple couple extra coats on the chair is not going to deter somebody. Hey, I read online that Marie Kondo now says it's okay. So (laughs) (laughs) she's taken a real life pivot. And I think that women and men all around the world are now taking off their themselves off the hook a little bit in terms of tidiness and cleanliness and things like that. We were not meant to be slaves to our homes. Our homes are actually meant to serve us. Amazing. Amazing. Anything else you wanted to to share? I'm going to definitely tell everybody how to find you. We're going to talk about your top takeaways. Oh, I'd love to know, who do you love working with? When somebody, who's your ideal client and, and who do you love working with? Um, I I love working with clients who understand that it's not just about tidying up their homes because really it is the practice of minimalism and and making things simpler at home is what I would consider just exercising that muscle of making very deliberate choices about everything in our lives, whether it is the things that we keep in our homes or boundaries that we have with our relationships, or choices of spouses, I think it's really good for us to practice not to let stuff come in, stuff and relationships come in under the radar, but get really beautifully specific. So when I meet a client who says, you know, I understand this is not just about my house, and they're not too concerned about I don't know, organizing Lego according to colors, but they want to make their homes a space that expresses themselves. Those are the clients that I'm most excited about. But I have to just say that lately I've found I've been working with a lot of divorced women and I've really, really been enjoying working with them. And one of the things that's come up a couple of times is that they're very, I think in any single parent household, Single parents become really acutely aware that their space and their time and their energy is precious mm-hmm. and they really want to be using it in the best possible way for themselves in a way that really expresses their priorities in life. Amazing. I, I can relate to that. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm married, but, you know, I grew up in a, home with divorced parents and, you know, single mom and watching her date and watching her find love again. So everything you're saying, I really feel it very strongly because I definitely grew up like that. So to see people, oh, we got to clean up. We got to, you know, we got to make it look like this. You know, I hear you and I really appreciate your tips. They're very true to life. Absolutely. I want to tell everybody where to find you. Sure. I have one website, my Simplicity website, which I'm sure you'll give a link to. Yeah, I see it on the screen. 
And also my body-centered psychotherapy website will be actually launched this week. So you'll be able to find me there under naomizelwatherapy.com. And I work with clients one-on-one in their homes and also on Zoom and run group workshops. Amazing. I highly recommend connecting with Naomi. So you can go to naomizelwer.com and you can go to her new website coming up. You said it's naomizelwertherapy.com. Amazing. Or just look for her online. Zellwer is Z-E-L-W-E-R. I'm sure you can find her. She's very findable and approachable and lovely to to discuss things with and just a lovely person to work with. So I really appreciate that you came and shared your skills. I want to tell everybody, here you go. I'm going to read, I'm going to read these off because this is hot news. This is hot topics. (laughs) So first of all, a potential partner coming into your home checks for cues that there's space for them. That's something we spoke about. And there's two other top tips. That was the first top tip. The second top tip is your home is an authentic representation of who you are today. And third, your home provides information about you to others. Those are some of the things that we discussed today with Naomi, and those are her top three takeaways. And I think when it comes down to it, it's really about doing a little bit every day so you feel good about your space, getting rid of stuff that doesn't speak to you anymore. And really understanding, like you said, from the other person's perspective, someone coming into your home, is there space for this person? Every time someone goes on a date, that's what they're thinking about. They're like, can I see myself with this person? So creating space in your home is exactly part of that process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, in our most intimate relationship with a partner, we want to be known and seen. And so through our homes, we can show who we are as a person and we can allow this potential partner to know us and to see us. That's perfect. I love it. So if you are somebody who needs help with possible decluttering or to speak with a simplicity expert, go ahead and speak to Naomi. And if you are someone looking for love, you want to get on my radar, shaynaconnects.com slash join. And this has been an exceptional episode of Romance Report with Shayna TV and my special guest, Naomi Zeller. Thanks so much for being here today. My pleasure. So lovely to talk with you always, Shayna. Thank you. Take care. You too.